That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Eric Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Evakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at evakind.com. Do it. You know what else we don't beg people to do enough shamelessly? Review our podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review. Yeah. I'm very compelled when I hear other people on podcasts who I like to go leave leave a review. It helps people find us. We want more people to find us. Don't you? Yeah. (laughs) I know you weren't talking to me, but yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Know what else? Huh? Um, we came out with a new dress recently, and it is flying off of the shelves of our warehouse. And again, what's wrong with us that we're giving discounts on these things that are <laughs> selling so well? But hey, here we are Truly. doing it again. It's the permanent collection by Of A Kind. Black checked shirt dress. It's real, real, real cute. It's great. I'm going to get it because it's a cute, it's it's a good, it's it's like a loose sort of oversized dress look. Um, but it's just short enough that it doesn't feel too, totally um, too baggy or uh, too shapeless. It's from our permanent collection line. So, you know, the fit is wonderful. It's actually based, we started with the pattern from our best, best, best selling shirt, um, which is the white Oxford button down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sort of tweaked it a bunch and adapted it into a dress. And here it is. Here it is. And one thing that I, I want to say about it that I think is second only to the like it has pockets compliment when it comes to dresses. Mm-hmm. It looks cute with and without tights. Totally. And that was a big consideration. <laughs> big for us. consideration. I just but with black tights. With, with black, black tights. tights. With black yes. tights. With black tights. No. Because a lot of dresses you will see you see them styled without tights and yeah. like little boots and it's so cute. And then you're like, yeah, but that's like for actually one month a year. Exactly. It's not legit. You can't buy a dress for that purpose. You have to know that it looks good with black tights. Or when are you gonna wear it? I have gotten into a lot of tense conversations with stylists on yeah. photo shoot sets where I'm like, you have to style it with tights. And they're like, but it won't look as cute. And I'm like, but, the but it's real. Cares. This is real life. You, I want the customer to know that she can wear it with tights because that is something you have to do in Hello. January. Yeah. In most places that yeah. we sell things, yeah. you have to do that in January. So that Ugh. was important to us when designing this dress. And if you would like to wear it with or without tights, you can take 10% off with the code a few things. Do it. Um, 
Okay, so something you okay. were griping about on Instagram that you've that you're bringing to the podcast. You know, I you know I have a lot of gripes, and, and it has nothing to do with talking <laughs> us. And it has nothing to has do. Has nothing to do. Yeah, I've been great. We've really been skirting the line of this editorial policy of don't, don't go, go negative. negative. No, um, we've just been I think been feelings forward about talking <laughs> us. <laughs> This one, this one, I'm going to toe the line even more. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try not to like call people out, but I'm going to call some people out. Um, so uh, some brands, I think they can yeah, take it. Some, yeah. yeah, they can take it. Um, so I obviously run a lot. It's, it's, it's a pretty big part <laughs> of my life. Yeah, you've ever, ever heard. Know that. Yeah. And one of the many fears that I had around having kids was the idea of just like surrendering my body for a year basically yeah. or more. Um, and so and one of those things was I had talked to people, pregnant women, who's, some of whom doctors had, to, had given them pretty strict orders around exercise. Like, no, don't run. It's not worth the risk or whatever. And so when I was, long before I got pregnant, when I was looking for a new OB, it was one of the first questions I asked when I met my OB was, are, how do you feel about women running during pregnancy? Because that, to me, felt like a really important thing, and I didn't want to... Get, get get in bed with um, an OB who was who said no because it was just like I just I want to run during pregnancy um, and I I figured you know I would continue with my fitness routine during it. Um, it's been hard, you know. You're carrying around a lot of extra weight. You're everything's all different, but I'm committed to continuing to do it every day or most days a week. And I have been really surprised by how unwelcome I have felt by the fitness community. Um, the fitness general. athletic wear, like not well, the, the fitness community too. Not I, I don't know who you're, who I'm talking about when I say the community, but I would say like the classes and the gear. And okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah, say yeah. Okay. by the fitness yeah. world. Yeah, it fit, doesn't yeah. feel the commercial fitness world. Yeah, yeah. I guess not I by would runners. Say, no. Well, no. I, but I'm, I'm not that engaged with the yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like kind of a solitary sport for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that my first rude awakening came shopping for maternity gear. And I like I have two. I'm just going to call them out. I have two brands that I love that I wear for almost all of my fitness gear, which are Nike and Outdoor Voices. And Outdoor Voices is, is a smaller, newer brand. And I will say. But they've come a long way. It's, it wouldn't be surprising for them to be offering uh, it solutions not at, at all. this point or, or for us to have the expectation that they might. And I'll get to my expectations yeah. around that. But Nike, I just assumed. Yeah. And I, I have a relationship with Nike and I know a lot of people who work there and I've partnered with them on stuff. And I just assumed that they had it. And I went to the store and I asked if they're where I could find the maternity, Where's your maternity section. And the store associate, you know, <laughs> bless his heart, I looked very sympathetic to me. And he was like, I'm really sorry we don't have it, but I think most pregnant women shop the men's section. And I was just, it just landed with such a thud for me. Yeah, totally. Um, and I was stunned specifically because for Nike, they they have really gone hard at women athletes. Yeah. Um, and, and, well, you and, and I both sponsor. cried during a video about like how they were the first people to support women's athletes in the 1970s. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And they sponsor Serena who just had a very publicly had a baby. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm, I can think of all of the business reasons not to do a maternity line. Yeah. It's just, a, it should be a branding exercise. But I think it is 100% a line in your marketing budget. Can you imagine every Nike commercial makes me cry. Can you imagine how much I would sob if they did something about pregnant women? Like that's such well, and a then good opportunity. You do the pregnant woman and yeah. then you do like the child running oh who's like two God. years old in yes. his like children's Nike gear and it would just, I'm, that'd be it for us. I'm about to tear up based on your pitch. <laughs> 
I just think, and so, and and outdoor voices, frankly, too. It, it, it could be really early to, the, or not even early. <laughs> well, it's just that. like, yeah, a, a Nike, you're rolling in 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 money. Outdoor voices, you have all this venture capital. Like these are huge press and marketing opportunities. Yeah, exactly. That exactly. I think are missed, and I, 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 like, I feel a little silly complaining about it because I think. Two things. One, as a pregnant person, that this is anywhere near the top of my list of things to complain about is an incredibly privileged place to come from, yeah, right? Like, uh, yeah. it's you know, a, a, I'm healthy. Period. I got, I, I am pregnant. The baby's healthy. As a white woman of means, I can expect to ha- I can expect certain things around my labor that women of color cannot, that women of means cannot, that women who are hourly workers and don't know how they're going to take the time off yeah. or just do, do not have paid uh, leave. Well, then there's just know. paid leave in general, the larger conversation around paid leave, all of that. Sure. All of yeah. it. But, um, it's, but as we get deeper, <laughs> as we start picking yeah. more bones. Right. Yeah. But but it, it does feel indicative of something larger. And the uh, the other thing I will say that that does make me feel a little silly about it is or not silly, but it it brings to light is this is what nine months of my life where I feel left out by. Yeah. By these brands and maybe one of the first times where I feel really significantly left out by these brands. But of course, there are groups of people, whether they are plus sized people or differently abled people or what have you, who feel left out by these brands Every their single entire day. lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Every single day and just constantly. And and for whom, they, you know, they the seem idea to of not inclusion be a is, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that I, I acknowledge and that this does seem trivial. However, it, or this seems trivial, you know, relative to that. However, it does, it, you know, in a larger sense does feel like it's fallen in line with so many ways in which pregnant women tend to be an afterthought, whether it's tend for the medical, sidelined. yeah, sidelined, sidelined whether for, yeah. by the professional community, the medical community or the fitness community. I mean, yeah. it's the, it, it's the same where there, the dearth of sort of medical consideration when it comes to figuring out how to make pregnant women feel better, or, you yeah. know, explain certain things is like, why, why yeah. are, why are women nauseous? Exactly. No like knows. we don't know why morning Who sickness knows? exists. Who knows? Has, yeah, Who it, could possibly find that out? <laughs> So I've just been really frustrated by this because it's, you know, every resource seems to agree that that fitness and exercise are um, an important part of a healthy pregnancy. Um, And there are actually very few sort of restrictions around exercise when it comes to pregnancy. And I'm sure not everybody agrees on this, but the basic sort of medical rules that I of my that I understand are. You shouldn't lay on your back for long periods of time once you get to around 20 weeks yeah. pregnant. And it's because it puts pressure on a big vein like this. There's some yeah. valve or aorta. Who knows? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it's I think it's about blood yeah, flow. It yeah. It is. It is definitely yeah. about blood flow, both blood flow to the placenta, and it can make you feel lightheaded and yeah. not okay. be great for the baby. But it's okay for a little bit. And also, I, I've read some sort of like mixed messaging around that. Um, you're not supposed to twist a lot yeah. So, yeah, 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 because yeah, that yeah. does cut off blood flow. And then you're not supposed to get your heart rate up too high. So the thing my doctor says about basically all exercise is, you know, do what you want as long as you feel good and as long as you could still hold a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've read, did have, tell me if this like mm-hmm. rings true to anything you've read. If you did it before you were pregnant, you can continue. I mean, generally yeah. in terms of like cardio, if you did it before. So I will say that that has occurred to me that if I had not been a runner beforehand, I yeah. can't imagine how I would yeah. be running now. And I remember Chelsea, a friend of mine saying to me, when she got pregnant that she 
felt like one of the things she had really done right was to be really, really fit before she got pregnant because yeah. it enabled her to maintain all the maintain fitness the level. fitness yeah. level. I and talked about this earlier. Was like, oh, I'll do Pilates because. The pelvic floor thing definitely rings true for me. I'm definitely already peeing my pants at times when I don't want to be, um, as opposed to all the times I want to be peeing my pants. Um, Both, I went, so I signed up for a package at a Pilates class, and and this was before the 20 weeks, like, no lying on your back rule. And I would come to the class, and the teacher would do the thing that they always do with new people, like, hi, nice to meet you, you know, you have any injuries, anything I should know? And I would say, yeah, I'm pregnant. And like three out of the four times I went, the look of terror that came across the instructor's so face to me. was so insane. Like it was like as if I, you know, just like told them like, I don't know, like I <laughs> had back surgery the day before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, well, um, mm, let me think about that. And um, have you tried our prenatal? you know we have prenatal classes? And I'm like, yeah. And I work on Friday at noon, when, when is, which is when you pre- scheduled your prenatals class. And I, again, understand the business case for that. If there's not the demand, you're not going to put a prenatal class yeah, at yeah, yeah. 7 a.m. Yeah, yeah, right. But the to me, I was like, I'm in a Pilates studio and I can look around and also just guess that 90%, like at minimum of your clientele is female. Yeah. How do you not have a protocol for how to deal with pregnant women? Yeah. And I was so frustrated by it. I felt so uncomfortable. Also because, you know, and I said to them, I said, I've talked to my doctor about this. Here's what she said I can and cannot do. And so I think, you know, I won't twist if that's part of the class. Yeah. I'll sit that one out. But despite that, be their alarm around it made me feel really uncomfortable and made me question, is this should safe for me? Here? And should yeah. I be here? And I was just really disappointed. And again, because I felt like it was just this thing of like, you're basically a women's fitness studio. Yeah. How is this not something that's come up yeah, 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 for yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. It gave me such a huge appreciation for the bar method, um, which is a class that I had been doing a lot before. And we've talked about on this um, podcast, which incorporates pregnancy modifications into their class as if it were like the most normal and everyday thing. And it is. And women take that class up until the day they give birth. Yeah, totally. And they have been so well, one, they cheered when I told them that I was pregnant because like as opposed to the reaction from the Pilates studio. But two, they were just like, yeah, totally. Here's a pamphlet for the modifications we make. But by the way, we'll just like walk you through it in class. And every single time, despite the fact that I come regularly, they will remind me like, so Claire, you're just going to do this instead. And it just, I feel so. That's really, you feel taken care of. I feel taken care of. I don't feel, I, the first time that they had to walk me through the modifications afterwards, I said, thank you so much for all that special attention. I really appreciate it. And I promise I'm going to try to remember. So you don't have to remind me every time. And the teacher said, oh, it's too much to remember. It's fine. I'll tell you. And I was, yeah, I felt really taken care of and welcome. And I, I don't even know if they realized like how meaningful it was to me in that in, in that moment to be someone who exercises all the time and just feels like I don't have a lot of alternatives. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, I've been really pleased that they're available to me. I, the other, um, the other class that I tried, um, and the studio that I, I fully endorse conceptually, it's called fit pregnancy club. It's an NY and it's in New York. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's FPC for short. People love this place. So it's specifically for like sort of pregnant women, but I think also postnatal. I've heard rave reviews. They focus a lot on pelvic floor stuff, but it incorporates cardio and strength. Um, 
It was, I, the thing, the, I, the reason I, it wasn't totally for me is really specific, which is that the cardio portion felt very dance oriented. Oh, I don't like that. I'm, I'm not good at it. I'm I, terrible at and it. And I'm really self-conscious about it or just like get really. Yeah. So the, so I feel the exact same way. I'm so self-conscious. I'm so terrible at it. So the idea of then also doing it pregnant in front of a mirror yeah, was like, like, no, it was my absolute hell. Yeah. And I have heard from other people that certain of their classes don't incorporate that. Yeah, so I yeah, bought yeah. a two class package. So I'm going to go back. But people really love it. And I will say like it did feel like a workout. It was only pregnant women in the class with me. So there's that. There are some streaming options and I'm sure there's a lot more. But the two that I'm aware of and I haven't again tried any of either of these, but I've seen strong endorsements. One is called Every Mother. It's formerly known as the Dia Method. They are streaming online classes. You have to pay for them. And they're focused on the core and diastasis recti. So they're broken into three parts. So prenatal while you're pregnant, one for after you're pregnant, if you have diastasis recti, which is when 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 your abs separate, which Mm -hmm. happens to a lot of women in pregnancy, Mm -hmm. Um, and postnatal if you don't have diastasis recti. And it's, I mean, I'll say the branding's beautiful. (laughs) I will say it looks like a beautiful website. And you can do it at home. You can do it at home. You don't have to watch yourself dance in front of a mirror. That's right. And I doubt there's dancing. (laughs) But it is very focused on the pelvic floor and your core, which is all what what it's helpful to strengthen in preparation for labor and then is also uh, tends to be what gets completely torn up in the labor process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Melissa Wood, who you may know as Melissa Wood Health on Instagram or the internet, has streaming. You taught me about her today. Yeah, yeah. so I do know her as Melissa Wood you Health on Instagram. You may know as of her today. as that. Um, she is about to have her second kid, and she has workout videos on her huh. website that are um, for pregnant women and a lot of, like, yoga-based stuff and flow-based stuff. Um, and then... Running and swimming are both like great pregnancy workouts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will, for running, um, the tips that I've gotten and that, that are working. So one, I just take it a lot easier on myself. I make sure I pee right before I go. Yeah. Like the <laughs> um, second before you leave. Yeah. I, somebody mentioned, and, and this is very true to get, to start using running shoes with more support. Uh-huh. And that's been a game changer for me because, well, one, you're carrying more weight, but two, there's this hormone relaxant that go, that you have a lot of in your body and it basically makes everything more relaxed. And uh-huh. so you need the support. And then a ton of people recommended the Gabriella maternity belt for when you're belly starts getting bigger because it basically it's like a sports bra for your belly wow i mean this was something you were complaining about before it's bouncing yeah, yeah so it you're just, like it's like having a third boob but it you don't have a sports bra for it is how you put it to me i didn't even remember saying that yeah. but that was true um yeah so it just came in the mail i'm really excited to try it um but a lot of people swear by this gabriella uh, maternity belt and i will say another workout thing that I did on vacation that felt really like right for pregnancy was stand up paddle boarding. If you have <laughs> access to a body of water, <laughs> I felt like it was a full, but I love, I've no, always I, loved it. I, first of all, I, I like, know you do, which is fascinating <laughs> to me. Second of all, like that's, I mean, I'm sure there are people who would go stand up paddle boarding every yeah. day. I'm, sh- I'm absolutely hundred percent sure, but as you like, don't like their and- Running, swimming, and supping. <laughs> Sup, girl. <laughs> That's the stand-up paddleboarding brand that Chris wants to start. Sup, girl. Um, I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. you should. No reason why. Um, um, I also want to shout out, and I'm just, um, I, that there are a lot of notes on this is because you're passionate. I'm really passionate about it. And I'm this is so, I hope that everybody who doesn't ever want to get pregnant or isn't pregnant just fast forwards through this. But it's interesting. Um, the pelvic floor thing, there's all of these like 
things that you can put in your vagina now basically that help you strengthen your pelvic floor. Oh yeah, like um, tech tech one. So not just the jade egg that Goop got sued for. $145,000 settlement jade egg. Yeah, Um, no, things that are actually like endorsed by the medical community that connect to Bluetooth and I I have not tried them. I'm going to try them. Um, I ordered ordered one. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, I didn't know this yet. I told you, I slacked. You were on vacation. It's fine. I I told you when you were on vacation yeah, and no, I ordered you, I this thing to stick into my vagina. It was the same time that I told you that um, I had been so... It's yeah. sounding a little familiar. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to get into the other story. I'll tell you this <laughs> story, though, which is that I bought one. It connects to Bluetooth. It connects to an app on your phone. Um, and it helps you strengthen your pelvic floor. And... And you I, do like Kegels, basically. And it, yeah. it judges the strength of them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, like to, and sort of like guides you through it. Yeah. I clearly have come a long way in the two weeks I've bought it because I'm now talking about it on my pod, on this podcast and admitting that I'm going to do it all, yeah. and all of that. Two weeks ago, I was debating whether or not to buy it from um, Bye Bye Baby, which is owned by our parent company, and get my corporate discount or buy it from Amazon where I wouldn't where risk you can anybody. Be where you could be secretive. <laughs> yeah. As if anybody who well, we work you, with was going to see. <laughs> you, were, you, decided, you couldn't decide whether you wanted our boss to know or Jeff Bezos. <laughs> That's right. Okay. But now, yeah. yeah. But now I just decided, like, actually, this is a thing. I felt a little empowered by this book that I read um, called Like, like a, a Mother, Mother, where I was just like, this is just, this is kind of the problem with pregnancy is there's all of this terrible stuff that nobody talks about because no one wants to talk about peeing their pants but it happens to everybody. Totally. So we should talk about it. Anyway, that's tangentially related to fitness. The other thing I will say is that because I did get a lot of DMs about like good workout wear is that people are obsessive about the Ingrid and Isabel active capri pant featuring crossover panel. <laughs> this it's a ton of words. I, I encourage people to Google it and see what that looks like. I haven't bought it. I've just been buying size large workout yeah. pants. Um, but people, I, I couldn't believe how many... DMs I got about this one workout pant um, and emails. Um, And then people also brought up Beyond Yoga's maternity line, Hmm. which I checked out and I was like, I don't, I've like heard of Beyond Yoga. I don't really think about it. But then it was actually pretty cute. And I was Hmm. like, oh, I might end up buying stuff from here. A lot of people talked about Old Navy, which I, that's like. Good on Old Navy. I think that, you know what? I think that my sense is that they do a good job of maternity in general. That, yes, I've heard the same. Um, And obviously it is uh, affordable, which is nice for something you don't plan on wearing forever. Um, Yeah. And that's like kind of it in terms of my my gear recommendations. Um, I'm going to buy an exercise ball. Yeah. I was reading a lot about exercise balls in um, Nurture, the Erica Mm. Chitty Cohen book. Mm -hmm. She talks about exercise balls a lot. Well, one thing I struggle with is just like finding my abs in general and trying to work. You can't like do a crunch for one, but then also there's like, you know, exercises you can do if you can activate your abs. And I'm just not always sure where they are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I find them a lot when I'm running because while I'm running, I'm trying to uh, stabilize. Yeah, to like keep my belly, um, yeah, stabilized. So I find myself sort of like activating them to do that, which I think is probably a good workout. But I think if I sit on an exercise ball, I'll probably activate. Be forced to. Yeah, exactly. So that's my big complaint. I think it's, I think, you <laughs> just know. Just the one. Just the one. Those are my recommendations and my complaints. I think it's it's totally insane to me that that we are living in what is supposed to be the golden age of athleisure and all and wellness and pregnant women can't, can't get a, 
Can't get can't, a cute pair of workout Can't get a Nike paternity <laughs> legging. Or like a, a, a muted, color-blocked tech sweat situation. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Um, yeah. I hear you. Um, um, should we was, talk about the other thing we're going to talk about on here? Yeah. Things we can't put in 10 things. Things we can't put in 10 things. Yeah. Things we could not possibly put in 10 things. I would say actually that what I just said, all that was things I can't put in 10 things. Yeah, no, it was actually very much on yeah, topic. It was, yeah, um, it was. It was very much on topic. Um, okay, where should I start? I had something. Oh, I, I feel like, I can't remember if we talked about this. Um, Tiari Jones. Yeah. Um, she's wonderful. She's oh been gosh. on our podcast before. She was on episode 58 of the podcast. We were talking about her book, Silver Sparrow, which was very, very, very good. And then mm-hmm. her next book, An American Marriage, um, you definitely, you've either read it or you've seen it everywhere. Yes. Oprah says it's great. Barack Obama says it's great. They're both absolutely right. I <laughs> They're feel to like be trusted. They are two very trustworthy yeah. sources. Um, and... So, you know, after reading it, I felt like I couldn't, like, yeah, couldn't, couldn't be like, and yeah, I like this book too. Um, <laughs> That's your barometer of Oprah and Barack Obama have already endorsed it. It can't go in 10 things. <laughs> I really- well, you and I both know that if you read a book, mm-hmm. you, you've done a lot of work. You oh my God. Hours and hours into something. You want the opportunity to put it in 10 things. And here's what I'll say. Yeah. I read this book fully knowing yeah. that there was no chance I could put it in 10 things. And that's how badly I wanted to read it. That's huge. Wow. That is huge. Wow. Yeah. No, that is really impressive. Yeah. Um, the book is wonderful. Um, but the thing that I want to talk about is just how great Tiari is. She really <laughs> herself. is. Her Twitter is mm-hmm. very much worth following. Yes. And the other thing that I would encourage people to engage with is her episode of Death, Sex, and Money. Mm-hmm. Um the episode, or the episode, mm-hmm. the section where she talks about getting the call uh, yes. about being a, an, Oprah's, an Oprah's book club pick is phenomenal this is what you and i have talked about and then i went and listened to it and it's so good it is phenomenal yeah. everybody should listen to it yeah. it's so good i'm not going to spoil that section the section i am going to spoil is they, she's single um mm-hmm. and does not have kids and so that was a topic of conver- see all my heroes all your heroes totally all your heroes are <laughs> single and don't have kids um but she was talking about how when she was younger she dated a lot of like creative d- bros mm-hmm. basically um and so Anna Sales was asking her questions about this, and she has this really good quote um, that, you know, about these creative dudes she was dating, but then also just kind of like unsupportive partners in general. Okay, years ago, I had this boyfriend. He was a mess. He was such a mess, Ju- but I just adored him. I thought he was passionate because passionate and a mess can look the same for a while. And a woman said to me, you need to dump that man. He's going to eat your career. You're going to come home one day and it's like the cookie monster. He's going to eat your career. And then she made these cookie monster noises <laughs> like rah, 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 rah. I just imagined him with the crumbs of my career flying all around his head. I felt like you don't know him. He's talented. He's creative. And about a year later, I just looked at him and I thought, oh, my goodness, this man is eating my career. That's what he's doing. He's just gobbling it up. I realized that I was in the position of being support staff to these men who are artists. And I didn't just didn't want to. I just didn't want to do it anymore. I really like the support staff line yeah. and the idea that that certain relationships like can feel like that or that you can be saddled with that role. I don't mean to take this to a really dark place. And this is like taking this to somewhere where which is not necessarily what Terry Jones was talking about. But um, it reminds me of of the Mac Miller Ariana Grande thing and how she got so much shit when she broke up with him when it happened and then he died of an overdose really tragically and the first thing i thought when chris read it to me on the phone is she's gonna get blamed for yeah this. totally and totally so totally. terrible and 
it that narrative of that I think women do get pushed into of like having to like take care of these tortured yeah, support men, staff. Yeah, yeah, is so upsetting to me. I like I oh it kills me. And then I think the more and more things like that happen, like with the Ariana Grande thing getting blamed, it it makes women feel like they have to stay and like there's something yeah. noble or some something obligatory about staying. Just or because, that you have the power to save a person. Exactly. Oh my gosh, don't get me started. Mm-mm. I'll take this somewhere totally different. Mm-mm. But yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, I, I, I love that. I love that she shared that. Um, do you have something lighter? Oh, sure. <laughs> what, you want to hear about gummy bears or label makers? Ooh, let's do label makers. Um, so I have been nesting, which I, you know, people say is inevitable. And, and and I understood it to be some sort of like biological instinct or something. And maybe it is. But in my case, it's just the realization. And I think for probably most women, the realization that you are about to have zero control over your life. Yeah. And so you just try to exert as much as you possibly yeah. can in advance. Um, and labels, putting labels around my is house. the most control freaky thing. Oh, my God. And it's so satisfying because it to me, I'm like. I'm exerting control right now in this action by stating where this thing goes, yeah. but I'm also um, investing in my future ability to control yeah. things because these labels are stuck now. Yeah. Um, well, I, and you're also currently yeah. exerting control over like spoons, which aren't going to act mm-hmm. out again, like that, with, that are not going <laughs> to act right. out against you. You go you, here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so basically I, this really did come up for me because we'd had a couple guests. I mean, it's so dumb. <laughs> Nobody knows where the recycling goes and they do it wrong. And who cares if for like one week our recycling's off but that is where this started is I was like I need to tell people where the recycling goes and so they need to know I put on the recycling bin like this is only for recycling trash is under the sink and then I labeled the two separate ones and then for for paper and and metal and I put a smiley face because I didn't want to that's what I wanted you to say I honestly cannot believe you put a smiley face it's 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 so out of character for you why it's more rude I realize with the smiley face yes but I tried it and here's why it's really like a pain in the ass to type things out on the (laughs) the thing and 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 I feel like the tape is so precious so once I'd done it I realized it was a mistake but I wasn't gonna do it (laughs) um and it also seemed really rude without where it said like recycling only trash is under the sink I don't know it just felt bossy the making of the labels for all the drawers is bossy. That's what it is, which is fine. You have to just lean into that. Well, here's the thing. So that's the thing. Is it when guests come over? When it I, says spoons, that's also bossy. <laughs> I, re- I realized I like don't like, I, I, I don't like getting all just Oh, actually, could you just put it there? I mean, it's fine. Put it anywhere. It just, like It does go there, which is what I do. I'm like not a good relaxed hostess in those situations. So I was like, you know what? I'll just put the label and it, we won't have to talk about it because it'll be Yeah, done. totally. And why I got really aggressive about it was because I realized in having just like a couple house guests that for, you know, starting early next year and for, for like the next year, years of my life, I'm just going to have so many people in the house. I will have caretakers, you know, support people to help take care of the child, a nanny, a family, family. Um, so, and people who just want to come see the kid. And I was like, this is a way I can just, they, they can a be helpful, you know, cause a lot of in the early days, you know, everybody, how can I help? How can I help do the, Empty the dishwasher? <laughs> yeah. And I won't have to like supervise you because the labels will all be there. Right. Yeah. The actual thing I will say about the labels that has, that is truly the life changing magic of labeling up is that it's been so good for me 
personally. Because I, now by the know. way... Well, it's harder to put things away in the wrong spot if it's staring right back at you. And especially in the kitchen where you have so much stuff. And my kitchen is not massive. I mean, it's big by New York standards. But it makes my life so much easier. I don't mind emptying the dishwasher nearly as much because I don't have to think about where does this thing go. Really? It has been. But I think it's a little bit because I am not. Um, I'm not a, a like naturally super tidy person. So it has been totally life changing for me to just have these labels to be the boss of me. Yeah, that's super. I, I love it. I love having the labels be the boss of me. Huh. I and feel it, like there's a lot. We, I feel like there's a lot that could be. Cause could I, be, it's, uh, it's the same in my closet, like being like, this is where your workout clothes go. You've seen my closet, like my clothes are everywhere. But if it's just like, don't it, it I would never now put, put them my in the work. Wrong spot. Yeah, I would never put them in the wrong spot because there's a label steering. But they didn't me. have a spot before you had the labels. They like did in theory, but it was flexible and uh, I or like it would become. So flexible. what you're saying is you actually really like rules. Yes. When it comes to tidying, I really do. I mean, it does also just really force you once you start labeling everything to give everything a home. I don't know. It's totally. been, it is. No, been, I'm really intrigued by this because my things have places, but they don't have labels. I know. I need the labels. I, I, I now have the kitchen of a complete psychopath because yeah. everything is labeled. <laughs> it is. It's like I recognize it to be totally un, most, unattractive. Like, what's your most uh, embarrassing label? Cute bowls. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it was right there at the tip of your tongue, and you are 100% right. Yeah. Cute bowls is an embarrassing categorization. Well, Cat- there's an entire drawer dedicated to them. It's the everyday dishes, and then underneath that drawer is cute the bowls. cute bowls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought about a lot of other ways to say it, and because I was like, they're not, but they're not they're like serving decorative bowls. bowls. Yeah. 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 It's like, they're cute bowls, and everybody will get what that means. <laughs> The other thing in a very similar vein that, you know, everybody's been raving about for years and I just decided to try was the gravity blanket. I want one so badly. I really endorse it. And here's why. I have not been sleeping through the night as well because I'm pregnant. It's just so good for falling asleep quickly. If you're if you're already tired and like you're in that situation where you know you want to um, or where you know you're going to be able to. Sorry. I um I feel the same way about not being able to sleep particularly well with Thomas living mm. in Minneapolis. So Thomas is living in Minneapolis for mm-hmm. nine months, and I just like struggle to fall asleep when it's just me. Even though you're tired, and it's like, and even yeah. though I bought a stuffed animal <laughs> for myself to combat this, it's not going to be the thing. If you're a raging insomniac, I don't think it's going to help you fall asleep. But I think if you're already tired and your yeah. mind is just racing a little bit. It really does help. And for me, the thing that sort of pushed me over the edge was everybody says you've got to sleep when the baby sleeps and that that's also impossible because it's like you're not a person who sleeps in two hour increments at the snap of a finger. Totally. Um, but I was like, oh, that seems like a good way to be able to take micro naps. Like you're sleep of- training yourself. Right. Yeah. So I I thought maybe when the baby comes and I only have these small pockets to sleep, this is maybe something that will help me fall asleep quicker. My issue is that they're all hideous. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they don't they're not made of nice fabrics. Why not? I do don't think. No, I, I like I, I really don't know. I don't think they're cute at all. It's also hard to find ones that are bigger than basically like a twin size bed. Yeah. Which I think because they're so heavy to ship or like, yes, what? that's yeah. part. They're so heavy and they like, and they're like what? 20 pounds or something. You can get different weights right. depending on your body weight. Exactly. I've and, done enough reading. <laughs> well, and the thing is that it's not like I want it to cover my entire bed. It's just that I'm someone who kind of likes to wrap up in a blanket. So when it's too small, I feel like it's not covering same, my same, entire same, same, body same. and 
whatever. So the only like my fix is just to basically buy a duvet cover and put that on top of it so that it's prettier and and just a nicer fabric. But if anybody has recommendations for um, a very good um, a very good gravity or weighted blanket, gravity blanket's a brand name, which is not what I have. I have something that Cup of Joe recommended. Yeah. Yeah. You have Um, a weighted blanket. I have a weighted blanket. But yeah, I endorse it. Um, We did a really good uh, roundup of uh, weighted blanket related stuff on one more thing, our Bed Bath & Beyond blog we should link to too. Yeah. Um, okay, something I wanted to talk to you about, mm-hmm. um, which was one of our early bonding topics, but that I just spent yeah. a lot more time with recently, um, is Sanrio. Um, okay, so I was in Japan, and which I mentioned on a previous episode, and I had just had like I when I when I started thinking about things I wanted to do, I was like, I want to go to a Sanrio store, mm. um, and I started to occur to me that this is a brand that I have been loyal to for 30 years. Like really 30 remarkable. years. Yeah. What other brands have you, like maybe Cheerios? Like what other brands <laughs> have you been loyal to Cheerios for 30 is a good years? One. Yeah. No, it's a great question. Like Tide. Yeah. But you weren't making that <laughs> no, choice. No, you weren't. Like not You're consciously. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, yeah, I guess like yeah. maybe Briars. I don't know. But it does. It is funny how it's still, when I think about it now, like it still brings me so much joy. It brings me so much yeah. joy. Um, and like, I can remember various experiences of going to Sanrio stores when I was growing yeah. up because there just weren't that many of yeah. them. And well, and there weren't that many retailers either. No, exactly. It was very hard to find, very exclusive. When Zany Brainy opened in Wilmington, Delaware, oh and they started carrying Sanrio, that was huge moment for huge. me. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. I remember going to the Woodfield Mall and I went to that Sanrio store. We were, my friend and I were, my friend Paige and I were dropped off there for like, her mom was shopping elsewhere at the mall and we were allowed to like roam free right. until we had dinner at Rainforest <laughs> Cafe. And Lucky. so we went to the Sanrio store, I kid you not, three times because we bought stuff the first time and then we we're like, but I also really yeah. want. And like, should I go back and get that? Like, that Which character box? was your character? Mm-hmm. Monkichi. Yeah. But he's no more. I was Caro Caro Kurobi. Yeah, he... That was my go-to. Yeah. I, I, so he was my fallback after okay. Monkichi was taken yeah. away um, from us all. Yeah. Um, and I really <laughs> did like... <laughs> I did really did like Caro yeah. Kurobi. I had this bento box that I used as a pencil case mm. when I was in high school mm. that was, Kuro, uh, that was yeah. Kurobi, and the lid of it had chopsticks Wow. It. it was very chic. Yeah. Is my, so I thought, is Monkichi back? I thought I saw him when I was in Japan. He's he's no, he's, he's no not more. back. Oh. Um, when did they take him away? Um, he wasn't around that long. Okay, I think in general, I think we really we really were present for his era. So he's like a collector's item now. Basically, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. And okay. I, there's it's not clear at all why they come and go. And there's I urge everyone to go to the Wikipedia page for all of the characters. <laughs> it's like list of Sanrio characters is Wikipedia page, and holy cow, it is crazy. It's like a full rundown of all their birth dates, like their all oh their origin gosh. stories. Like so and so was like best friends with so and so, and like always wears this thing, and she was born on wow. this day, and like went to this school, and like just full blown there are so many characters so many characters okay so here are the things that okay. i here are the things that i've learned let me find the place where i want to start on this okay so it started sanrio started as a silk company in what? 1960 and 
from there, they started making these rubber sandals, like just flip flops, mm-hmm. presumably, just flip flops, yeah. and realized that they sold a lot more of them if they put like cute characters or like faces wow. on them. And so they transitioned to becoming Sanrio, which yeah. is like the rubber flip flop company in 1973. <laughs> and they introduced Hello Kitty in 1974. So that cat has been around. It's an old cat. That's an old cat. That cat has been around for a very long time. It's very impressive. Do you know? Have, did you do you know about this documentary on Netflix about Hello Kitty? I do. I haven't watched it yet. Don't. And, okay, really. So I started to, and it's not. It's I, to call it a documentary is maybe a stretch. It's a, you've it's, called other things. <laughs> yeah. It's part of a series called like the toys we loved or okay, something okay, like okay. that. And then there's an episode on Hello Kitty. But the series is narrated by someone who I never want to hear talk about Hello Kitty. And okay. he really he really started to ruin it for me. And it was just not. And it, it was, wasn't providing the value. It, it was it also was giving a little more context than I think I ever want around Hello Kitty. Because uh. in Japan. Obviously, she is such a a richer character and yeah, a more yeah, yeah, developed yeah. character yeah, than totally. she is for us. They're a cartoon character. There's like there's Shows a, yeah, animation and exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. what it made me realize was that one of the things that I really loved about. Sanrio was that you didn't know that much about these characters. You just like bought into them kind of on the basis of what they like, how they presented. Yeah. And and I just, and it really made me realize like I really valued that in some weird way. And I like, I I don't know, but I was like, I don't want to know all of her character traits and like what, or I don't want to know her whole backstory. Totally. I don't go to this Wikipedia page. Yeah. I will tell you. I was nervous when you started going into the Wikipedia page because I was like, there was something I like where I knew just enough about her. Like I I got that she was a world traveler. I got that she had a sen- great sense of style. Absolutely. I knew that she was a cat. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> pretty much it. That was as much as I needed. She I liked she red was bows. Like, like yeah, that, you're clear on. Yeah, yeah, and I felt that they were all very cosmopolitan. And like, you know, obviously, I think something else that probably spoke to both of us about it was that it was just like not Ren and Stimpy. To, uh, yeah, that it was, it, we liked that it was this like foreign other Yeah, thing. it was it's, foreign. Yeah. It was dignified. I watched it. Was, the, it was totally well, dignified. And, and, and speaking of like, I watched the Mr. Rogers documentary recently and he articulates as like sort of the core his the basis of his whole philosophy something that I had never really realized which spoke to me so much which is that so much of children's animation and children's television is really undignified it's like about like yeah, 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 yeah. throwing pies in people's faces or yeah, farting yeah, yeah, or like yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, 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 yeah. and to yeah. make kids laugh and I vo- I never really liked that stuff. And I think Hello Kitty is a very dignified children's Well, world. and the other thing that I think just still holds for me, mm-hmm. the product is so good. It is. Like, it's beautiful and it's quality. So good. Yeah, I, like, some of the right. best writing utensils I've ever had in my <laughs> entire life came from a Sanrio yeah. store. I had a... I had a mechanical, this was another thing I had in high school. I had a mechanical pencil slash pen combination. It was in the same device. I've never seen that again <laughs> in my life. You had a pencil yeah. and pen in one. No, totally. I, yeah, I, uh, it, it is high quality product. I still, I still have it all. Um, they, so in Japan, there wasn't like, we didn't go to the biggest store because the biggest store was closed mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I still don't understand why. I'm so sorry. And I'm, I'm, I was pretty upset about it, um, but I'm going to try to move past that. Um, there was matcha in like a very elegant looking mm-hmm. matcha tin. There was wedding china. There was a baby thermometer. There was <laughs> Kikoman soy sauce. Um, like the, there's a, like a, wow. an actual Kikoman collaboration, you of know. Course there is. And there are so in general, 
there are so many collaborations and so much licensing. It's yeah. really insane, but it somehow does not dilute the brand. And I do not understand how. Like, they're... So it's like basically Nike, Apple, and Sanrio in our Hall of Fame of like really enduring, wonderful brands. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. There was the, the things that I dug up. There's like a motor oil. There's there's like a motor oil with Hello Kitty's face on it. There's a quesadilla maker. There are sanitary napkins. There was a Cheetos collab. There's a microscope. Like all these are like a, these are all ones that are seemingly the official. Microscope. Then there's like a whole category of products that are certainly not official, which we like can't even really get okay. into. They're they're all mostly sexual. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's. But are yeah. they sold at the Sanrio store? No. The, okay. Like unofficial okay. ones are okay. not. And fine, like fine, these fine. licensed ones, like um, Target sells a case the quesadilla maker. Okay. Okay, at right. Least and Target.com. <laughs> yeah. And the toaster that made yeah, Prince Hello Kitty's yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. face. Exactly. Yeah. But the shoe collaborations, mm. Hello Kitty has done collaborations or Sanrio with Nike, Reebok, and Asics. Wow. Just go I also for it. love that like Reebok didn't Nike didn't care that they'd done no. it with Reebok. We were, they were like, we'll take sure. it. Sure. Sure. They wouldn't Michael Jordan would never have been able to have a Reebok and a Nike. No, absolutely not. There also is a Hello Kitty bullet, uh, branded bullet train. Mm. in Japan right now. Um, we could not take it because it wasn't going where we needed to go, but I was pretty <laughs> invested in the idea of it. Looked where was it, it going? Um, I think I'm pretty sure it was going to Osaka um, from Tokyo. Do you know how far the branding goes? Like, are there like cocktail napkins with Hello Kitty? Yes, Kitty's and like on? seat covers wow. and like all of this. And I just was picturing all the Japanese businessmen <laughs> in this car and was just very excited about the potential of that experience yeah, wow. um, for obvious reasons. There are also four Hello Kitty cafes now in Southern California. California, mm, um, wow. that seem to be permanent fixtures, that and they're accessible is, for us, right? Yeah, and there is a truck doing a national tour like this fall. Wow! So with like Hello Kitty desserts. Ooh, yeah. This all feels like very. It, the timing feels right. Yeah, the timing. It's, feels it's right. right for her to have a comeback. It feels right. Yeah. yeah. Um, she just has like a positive outlook <laughs> on life. She does, and all the other things that were sort of coming back when she was last really, I think, having a moment are, are also coming back. I hope so. I hope so, too. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, I think the thing that I would like to call out that has really felt like a revelation for yeah. me is making Google Maps when vacationing in cities. Yeah. Like making... Do, I do this, do, too. Yeah, I yeah. Just, I'd never done it before really? Paris because I just wasn't It only really, really makes sense for cities it really, or it's like really, really only makes, like exactly. important for cities. Yeah. I just, it has been very life-changing because yeah. I traveled to two cities this summer. I went to Paris and Barcelona and I am someone who, I like I get stressed out in cities period when it's like we have to go here and then here and then there and then what's the best way to plan yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you mark everywhere you want to go in a city, you can realize that that like shop is right by that restaurant. Exactly. And you yeah. can navigate a city the way you're supposed to, which is just to sort of like go explore neighborhoods and then look at the map and be like, oh, it just so happens I'm near, we're 100%. now near this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally, I, I, it's true. I hadn't traveled to, I hadn't vacationed in a city in a while, but so I don't the know how I used is, to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's not useful for like, or it's less useful if you're traveling through the countryside. But in a place like Paris, where I, I had so many recommendations and I wanted to go to them all and I knew I wouldn't get to go to them all, it was so great to be like, oh, these two neighborhoods are adjacent. Like we can hit all of these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. I did the same for Japan. Um, yeah. I don't know how I did Tokyo without it. because Yeah, I don't either. Actually. I have no idea. Well, the other thing, so there are a couple other things I like about it. One, that... Once you enter something into your map, mm -hmm. it then when you search like in Google, yeah. it recognize it like 
it's more likely to populate right. that answer yes. for you, which yeah. in Japan was very I'm useful. Sure. Um, because like so much of the naming, the naming conventions yeah. just like don't necessarily follow right, for right. me or aren't obvious to me. Um, so yeah, being able to like type in the first three letters and have it be like, that's on your map. Right, um, right, right. It's just so nice. The other thing that's helpful is now it's on my map kind of forever. And if people ask me for recommendations you for can, things, it's there. We can take this conversation offline, but I feel like you may have you made me more advanced with the Google Maps yeah. than I am because I had to go to like the My Places thing. You didn't have to do that? I did. So I did. You, I created a map yeah. that was like Japan right. and saved things to my Japan map. Yeah. To find that map is not still not it's a great experience. It's very bad. This is what I was going to say. It's this not is my a great one experience. Complaint. No. Yeah. But if I typed in a place that was already on my map, okay. it, would it would be like, look, oh, right. okay. like we know what that place is and it's on your Japan map. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. Yeah. yeah. It would I, just auto populate like more. Uh, competently. I have a number of complaints about the functionality. It feels like it could be a lot better. I'm sure it's not at the top of Google's list right yeah, now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, the thing I will say that I did a better job of for Spain than for Paris was putting the little, like, small notes in the mm, notes section. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. was so helpful to me because I didn't do it as well with Paris and then I'd put so much stuff on there that I forgot. So just like being, where it came from or what it was. Exactly. Yeah. Like okay. that men's clothing store that Dan recommended would just yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be, I, it was just really helpful. Cause you get, I, I just feel like in, in 2018, the amount of recommendations you get between people emailing you the lists and then the Condé Nast traveler Holy list cow. and then all the things, yeah. it just felt like such a, it, it's like a little bit of a time investment, but it was really worth it to, to help me find all the places. Um, I have a separate like note mm-hmm. on my phone with lists of all the places and yeah. like the little like this thing's supposed yeah. to be good there and then like a note on who recommended it. <laughs> I mean, why you is gotta this? put it? You it's gotta so put hard. it in the notes section of the map thing because then you're just like in the neighborhood. No, and it's I know. Like, this thing's but then a block I also away. like to have it all just in one place, right? Fair. Because yeah. also because as you said, the the maps functionality is, is, limited. is not ideal. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I I don't know why it took me so long. I I'd never done it till this summer. Highly advisable. Highly yeah. advisable. Um, anything else you want to speak about? I mean, do you want to hear about frozen gummy bears or should we save it for let's another time? Let's save it for another time. It. Okay. Yeah, let's save it for yeah. another time. Yeah. Um, all right. That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found. iTunes, where you should definitely leave us a review. Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast. Follow us at Of A Kind on Instagram and Twitter and like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. If you want to advertise, that's advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints. 